guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, bye, Well, now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. <laughs> I'm not waking up at the butt crack of dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me He's double back. And now, a word from Saltside Jess. So sit back, relax, and enjoy oh, the paddle. No. Check out our sponsors. No, like, check out our sponsors. Check out our sponsors. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Lewis. And this is a post-Christmas version of the Paddler's Playbook, live from the Bait Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We just had New Year's. By the time this airs, New Year's was like three days ago. You got any big New Year's plans? Are you you doing anything? So I think we're actually going to be able to have people over here, dude. Like, oh, we're nice. actually, we're actually going to have, it's just going to be small, like some, uh, some family members. Um, and we're going to throw some fireworks off in the, in the, uh, field out there and just kind of hang out by the pool. And we, we've got an, a real air conditioning system in the house now. Um, yeah. we have cabinets, you have cabinets, cabinets man. We, your, your second cabinet man came through. Yeah, I know everybody we, listening is, is following <laughs> this remodel of your house. And I know golly, they're wondering, so, did the new cabinet guy show up? Cause the last episode guy showed up, dude. you had just fired him. You had just fired your old cabinet guy. New cabinet guy came in and he came through strong, dude. Everything's set up nicely. Um, we've got a few more things that we need to do and then we can go ahead and move in. So I'm thinking like two, three more weeks, three at the longest, man, but no big new year's Eve plans. What about you? Nothing. We don't ever do nothing for, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, you know what? It's become too damn risky to get out there and do shit on new year's Eve. It just has, man. Whenever you have kids and you kind of look at the future of, you know, Seeing your grandkids and shit like that, it's like, man, I don't really want to be a part of those crazy ass people out there doing stuff. So I'll just stay home. I, I think that's what it is for me. I've gotten to a point, and I don't know if it's just age or just homebodiness or what. I don't want to be around drunk people that I don't know at midnight on any day of the year. Like, doesn't doesn't matter what day of the year it is. I don't I don't want to be a bunch around a bunch of drunk people with fireworks uh, on New Year's, and that's how I start my New Year. That's just it's not fun to me anymore. I know it's still fun to a lot of people. They like to go right, 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 hang out and socialize and everything. That's just not not me anymore. You know, I think the last time that I actually went out um, for like really did up New Year's in a big way um was 2000 man it's been a long time for me i must say like 2005 2006 it was it was 2000 for me because that was the year after my son was born after that i was like nah i'm not gonna do the party scene anymore i'm not gonna be a part of it and i was djing like heavy Mm -hmm. at about that time so 
I worked almost every New Year's Eve anyway. DJing a party or something. Oh, dude, big money on New Year's Eve. Big we money. used to we used to do a annual camping trip on New Year's Eve so we could celebrate the new year fishing and camping with with friends and everything. And we did that for about four years in a row, and then it kind of fell off. But it was so damn miserable. Like everybody was Bro. like, "Can we do this in April? Can we do this in September? Because this is miserable camping when it is, yeah, thirty-five so, degrees and raining." So, you know, all the shit you need to bring camping. It just reminds me, what kind of shit did you get for Christmas? Did you get everything that you asked Santa for? I did. I got everything that I asked Santa for, and you're gonna make fun of me or, or say something. I'm sure. Only if but you I say. Got, Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. All right, you, you guys will hear about that in this episode. <laughs> but I got a laser. I got a laser to laser etch things. Um, I'm going to use it in my rod building um, to put stuff on cork. I can laser I think that's a great cups. idea. I think I, laser etching cork is, is fantastic, man. It's one way to personalize a rod that isn't just a sticker, isn't exactly. just a decal. I mean, I already have a decal maker. I already put decals on there. I think it's just something that's added on to the customization, like you said. Now I just got to figure it out without, you know, how to use it without burning the house down. And, <laughs> Please um, don't burn your house down. It's not even, yeah, it's, it's rented, man. <laughs> the, the other big gift that I got was um, I got a dehydrator. So I'm able to do beef jerky again. And we did some uh, pineapple and strawberries the other day. I really like making my own jerky. You can make different kind of dry sausages and stuff in a in a dehydrator. And I got a really nice one this year. Like there's there's buttons that you can change the temperature and everything. The one that I used to have that I used forever was just a round one that had about 10 trays on it and it was literally just an on-off button with a fan and some heating coils. Do me like, a favor, man. That was it. Try making some um, backpack foods. Let me know how it works. It it worked. I mean, we did um, we did dried pineapple last night. Well, and it came out I mean well. By, it's just by, you have to use a lot of product. Like half a pineapple filled sure, up sure, sure. a small yeah. snack bag. Like do your bag. favorite flavored ground beef, you know, and do a ground beef because. You can actually make like oh, you're talking about doing mac. like a meal. You're talking about try yeah. to do a dehydrated meal. Absolutely, yeah. Because I've I have thought about doing my own backpackers meals um, because they're ten dollars for a single serving, yep. and for ten bucks you can make probably forty servings if you're doing it yourself. I'm gonna I'll look up some recipes and see what out, all man. I can accomplish with this type of dehydrator. Um, as far as what I can do, I know I'm going to do like some granola, some fruit roll up type of things, bro. Granola is already do... dehydrated, man. <laughs> well, you make your own granola, add your own stuff into it. Um, but the big thing I bought it for was jerky. Like when I had my dehydrator before I had a, a, a friend at work, boy. he would bring me a, he would bring me a dough every year. He'd bring me two doughs. And I would do uh, summer sausage and jerky with uh, one of them. That was his. Like, all I had to do was kind of process it for him. And then the other deer was mine, and I did summer sausage and jerky with it, too. So I, I need to find that kind of 
connection with somebody that's going to bring me some deer meat. Well, and this... I hate I hate to say it, Chris, but I, I did I committed like the cardinal sin of deer what? meat the other day. Did I you stick uh, your thingy in the deer meat. No, I didn't have anything to make any jerky, so I was I was like, man, I got to make some jerky. I didn't have any, you know, you buy some liquid or smoke? anything like that. No, didn't have anything. The only thing I had in my freezer was Axis backstrap. So I cut up Axis backstrap and made jerky out of it. It was premium jerky, I tell you that much. <laughs> it was premium deer jerky. It was delicious. But so I you're know you're going to get some hate mail from that one. Probably. I mean, people are going to be like, how, why would you waste backstrap on beef jerky or deer jerky? But I just, I couldn't help myself. I, I wanted had to, to use it. the dehydrator so bad and well, I didn't have any other, any, anything else in the house. This episode isn't just about Christmas because we already did Christmas. It's not about New Year's because uh, New Year's has passed. Man, it's about the new new of the kayaking. new new the, the new, new new of kayaking the the new shit that we see that's just it's man it's really gaining traction and what i mean by traction is it's motoring its way through motoring what's <laughs> your price for fishing something like that <laughs> lord have mercy but we're talking about kayak and uh, we're talking about motors on this. We, Motorized we talk, kayaks. We talk with Jay Wallen. Um, dude, First, we he get came to know prepared. him a little bit. Yeah, we got to know him. He came prepared. He had notes. I could tell he was reading off of his notes and stuff. He came prepared for this episode. Uh, he had a lot of information. Some of it, whenever he started talking about gigawatts and, and everything else, I was lost. I put the pen to paper, man. Listen, guys, these guys were doing conversions uh, on the show while we were recording, and I didn't even attempt because I don't math. I, I don't math at all. I have the apps on my phone to help my son. It's called Picture Math, and all you got to do is take a picture of the <laughs> equation, and it tells what? you how to solve it. Oh, so I have that horrible. on my phone to help my, my seventh grader oh, with his pre-algebra Lord. homework. Um but I don't, I don't math. But our our guest today, he was mathing, man. <laughs> he was mathing, man. <laughs> he was mathing. Um, this is this a is fun a, one. This is a good I, episode. Everybody's gonna like it. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of how much I'm gonna edit out of this episode because Chris was talking about French ticklers and <laughs> double headed, double headed, no, 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 no. snake dragons yeah. and. All kinds of so stuff. So things got a little bit wild. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> it was a good one, though, and it, it will give the listeners a solid foundation if they want to get into the motor game and motorize their kayak. And, and, and like with every episode, I'm a little biased, but I think we laid down a a solid little foundation for people to start to do their, their Indeed, research sir. on and, and Indeed. check out some different companies. Hey, hopefully Jess has got some information on some uh, kayaks and, and toys and gear that's coming out for the new year. Hey, maybe she'll talk about some uh, stuff she got for Christmas from 
ACK Real Sportswear what? and Pure Fishing. What? What? You know, Chris, uh, we said we were going to throw it to Jessica here, but man, uh, we, we had some news come down since we recorded this episode about ACK, and for, for those of you guys that don't know or haven't heard, ACK has been bought and the company has been dissolved. Um, I'm pretty sad about that, man, Chris, because they were our very first sponsor, the very first people who really believed in the show, a very first member of the bro staff. Yeah, you know, they. Um, it, it's not just the podcast that's sad to see them go. There's an entire community that, uh, that you know, it's funny, man. A lot of people reached out on social media, and the first thing they started to say was like, they felt like the world ripped out from underneath them. You know, it's just a, you think of it, it's just like a, a retail store. It's just a location to buy goods, which are available pretty much anywhere and everywhere. But the reason why people are so upset about it, because because ACK literally stood for um, a kayaking community, you know, and really uh, or a community of kayakers. It was it was a, uh, a lifestyle that was being um, cultivated um, through the the literal sales of plastic boats and canoes and um, you know gear that we all you know fell in love with so it's it's more than just the show that's upset it's more than just the listeners of the show it's uh people from man did you see there were people commenting on posts that were from uh the east coast uh all the way up to michigan um all over the gulf coast so there the impact was pretty pretty large it was and i think that the most relevant comment that I saw from somebody and this really this wasn't from anybody like within our fishing circle or anything like that but the comment was I've met a lot of people associated with the ACK fishing team with the ACK syndicate with marketing for ACK and the guy said I've met so many people involved with ACK and every single one of them was a solid guy that I wanted to fish with. And I think that that stood, you know, that was a lot of the comments were about the lifestyle that the syndicate and just anybody involved with ACK put forth and put out there was just, they, they really did embody the bro staff lifestyle that me and you talk about a lot too. The whole company did all the way from Carlos at the top, you know, general manager, all the way down to the associates, to the syndicate guys, to the fishing team guys. Like they really did embody what it means to be bro and staff. That, that's, that's what, whenever they first came on board uh, with the podcast, that is, is exactly why it was so easy for them. And that's, what was told to us it was easy it was an easy decision because of what we were trying to do with that term bro staff and just build the lifestyle of uh, kayaking and remove people from that that uh you know that feeling that they have to be a part of a pro staff in order to be a part of the lifestyle take that away and just bring the lifestyle to them and and show them that they could be a part of it 
without um, the being an elite, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it was very cool, man, to to see them support us the way that they did. Um, and support just so many people out there in the in the kayaking community. But as they always say, as people always say, when one door closes, uh, another window opens. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Another another. Well, sometimes you got to open a window and jump out of that thing <laughs> if doors doors are closing on the, you. But... The doors closed because you know what? On the other side, there's a raging fire. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, we um, we're losing ACK, you know, as, as a sponsor of the show only because there there's no more ACK. So ACK is is going away. And, you know, we're very, very sorry to see them go. Um, I wish that that we could keep them on for another year, but that's just not possible, man. Um no, but we can we we can definitely you know say thank you to Pure Fishing, uh, Ben, Evan Garcia, uh, Berkeley, uh, Hardy Fishing, Gray Fishing. Gray Fishing is something new um, yeah. for for 2022. So you know there's there's something you know new for the year. Um, the Fly Trap we're going to be you know supporting the Fly yeah. Trap this year, and it's, the Fly Trap is going to be supporting the show. And uh, man, real sportswear, bro. Yeah, real sportswear, Bait Butler. You know, the these guys have, have been with us, they've stayed with us, and you know, usually we're doing the, the commercials here, but we thought it was prudent to come on and talk a little bit about, you know, ACK and and the the company dissolving away and, and just kind of what they what they meant to us, what they meant to the show. I know they meant a lot to everybody. I would start naming names and start thinking people but I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, yeah, just uh, as a whole, you know, the entire company from the ground floor all the way up. Because there's a bunch of people that we could probably name off. But I no, just... go ahead and, and and profess it on on this podcast here, uh, Marcus Lemonis, you're a douchebag. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, that's the Camping World CEO. Is that the CEO of Camping? That's World? the CEO of Camping World. Yeah. We will never get a sponsorship from Camping World now. Don't Thanks. need it, man. Don't need it. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get back to the show. We would just we, we want to take a few few minutes to talk to you guys about that. And, you know, 2022 is going to be great. Season, season three is going to start in two episodes. And we got some big, big news coming up for season three. You guys stay tuned. All right. Hey, as always, Jess bringing us the latest and greatest when it comes to apparel and where to get your gear at, boys and girls. Uh, make sure you pay attention to all of her advertisements because they're just going to get better and better and better. Although they're already pretty good, man. Actually, they're, they're stellar. They are fantastic. People should be paying her bucks, like biggins, for those advertisements. That's how good they are. Uh, but if today, you would like to, if you would like that? to have Jessica on your uh, podcast, you please yeah. contact Start. Drew at blah 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 <laughs> PallersPlaybook.com. We'll Start plugging salt something side up. Jess, yeah. man. Yeah, salt side Jess agent. I'm the agent. You got to talk to me if you want to get her on your uh, show to do the uh, advertisements and reads. But uh, don't expect Drew to be on time when y'all meet. Um, today was the only time ever in his whole entire life that he was on time for this podcast. So. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe winds are changing, man. Maybe hey, man, you're are... cutting into my profits. Let's let's <laughs> cutting into my profits right. already. <laughs> hey, we're going back to the bass world. We're going back to the bass world today to talk something special um, with today's guest. Okay, it's um, the bass scene has really changed quite a bit whenever it comes to kayaking. And what they've done is they've actually changed like the whole world of kayaking, even on the salt side, man. Um, so we're gonna bring in a fella by the name of Jay Wallen. Did I say that right, Wallen? You did, you nailed it. Jay, Jay Wallen. Well, I didn't want to say Waylon because there was no Y there. But right. hey, check this out, guys. Jay, he's an avid angler on the Kentucky bass scene as well as a national kayak bass tournament. Um, uh, I, Drew, what did you As well as national bass. You know you got to proofread anything I, I said. I should you. have proofreaded this you shit. You know it, because I'm skipping words and not putting S's <laughs> so, where there should be S's. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, we can call but, it the scene. The he's scene. in there the scene. That's he's right, on man. the Just scene. Like, that's, that's like, uh, that's uh, what was uh, Mr. Smith, uh, Jace, Jason or James Smith, the guy from uh, Jane Silent up Bob. At, up in New York, man. The dude up in New York, he was always talking about the scene, man. So I'm the, the bat, he's in the bass scene, um, and he's also nine-time world champion of Yo Mama jokes. Nine times. Jay, what's up, man? How you guys doing? We're doing I'm doing all right. all right. I need to finish my food though. Dude, don't be crunching that Taco Bell in everybody's ears. I'm gonna hit this new button. He's, right he's quick. gonna have to. He's gonna have to take a second to to run away in the middle of the show. He keeps um, eating that Taco Bell. But Jay, we were talking a little bit before. Um, you also qualified for the Tournament of Champions this year. How was that experience? Oh man, that's you know for for bass fishing for for kayak fishing. Uh, that Hobie Tournament of Champions is is really the red carpet deal. Uh, you know, only 50 guys qualify for that championship. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly how many people uh, fished Hobie tournaments this year trying to qualify for that, but it was several hundred. Uh, you know, we're fishing all over the country, and they take the top 50. And, uh, you know, it's my second year in a row making that tournament. And just to make that tournament is really an accomplishment. There was a lot of guys – uh, sitting at the house watching that tournament that really wanted to be there. So uh, it, it was definitely a treat just to qualify. Uh, had two really good days. It's a three-day tournament. Uh, so that's, you know, it, it, it it's a tough deal. What were you those know, guys doing that didn't qualify? They were doing what at home? They were just sitting at home. They were just wishing, sitting at home. Dude, that, wishing they were there. I think that would hurt just a little. Hey, I, I was in that boat uh, the, the first year for the TOC. I didn't make it. Uh, and, man, that sucked, dude. It sucks. Uh, but that's what makes it so special is that it's not easy to to get there. So, uh, you know, big big deal to qualify for that. I was actually sitting in, like, fifth place after day one, uh, fifth place after day two, and then day three came, and, and I couldn't get my limit day three. So, uh, those three-day tournaments, man, it's it's a whole different deal adding that third day to the mix. But uh, good season. Uh, really happy to uh, qualify for that event. And uh, had a good showing there. Just couldn't seal the deal. Now, this this episode is we're going to talk a little bit about kayaks and, and motors. Um, yeah. Now, Hobie, there, there's no motors allowed in those tournaments. No, sir. How how long do you think before Hobie starts allowing it? Oh, they won't. And then I'm, you don't think they ever will? 
They got their own motor, man. It's called right. the Mirage Drive. Well, what? you know, look, it's Hobie. Uh, Hobie puts this particular fishing series out there. Um, they're not doing it to make money off of the series. Um, you know, it's a marketing uh, avenue for them. It's a way for them to get their name and their product out there. And the whole thing that separates Hobie from all these other kayak manufacturers is that Mirage Drive. You know, that's the that's the product that they really want to highlight and, and put out there. And so if they allow motors, then that just kind of, you know, they view motors as a direct competitor to their drive. And so I just don't think, at least under current management, because I know a lot of the guys at Hobie, uh, friends with them, and I don't think unless management changes, unless some people leave, take other positions somewhere else, I don't think motors will ever be a part of the Hobie series. Drew, Drew just, just think about how easy it would be for Hobie to create a superior motor for their their kayak i mean and, and that could be one of the things that you know is down the road you just never know what they're working on i mean they that, could add they could add a spot lock and you know intellitrack and uh you know booty tickler and everything else all inside <laughs> one little man. package and just drop it down inside the cassette and you're good to go Yep. You're already going to make me edit some stuff on this damn show. You're going to you're making uh my work a little bit harder. But that was going to be my answer. Like you said, you know, never, but my answer would be when Hobie has a motor. That's when Hobie's right. going to allow it. When when That's Hobie a has fair a motor. Point. Yeah. And there's some cool there's some cool accessories already for Hobies. The Texas Power Paddle. I don't know if you've seen those. They drop down from the um from underneath on the Hobie, on the PA. From under the right. Guardian. From the Guardian. Yes, from from the Guardian, they drop down. Um, That's non-Hobie people right there trying to talk Hobie talk. I like that. I, I forgot. Like that. I have a Hobie, though. I just forgot what it was called because I've never taken it down. I still have my fish finder on a cell block. I need to install it on the actual um, the PA. But yeah. right. I, I, I really do think that Hobie will have – Motors allowed in their tournaments once they have one on there. I, I would agree with that. If they ever develop one, they will allow it. 100%. And here's my second question since, you know, me and you were talking a little bit, and this has nothing to do with the show, but me and you were talking a little bit before, and I said that new spot lock is really on my list. That's, I, I want the old town. With the success of the Hobie tournaments, are we going to see Old Town try to throw a big tournament? Are we going to see Native try to come in? And not I'm not talking about sponsor or something. I'm not talking okay. about sponsor this. Do you think we're ever going to see another kayak manufacturer like Kobe come in and say, hey, we're going to put on a trail. We're going to – it's going to be I, yeah, I doubt as, it. as well. Yeah, I doubt yeah, it. Right. Um, <laughs> old town in particular you know they're obviously johnson outdoors uh which is heavily invested in bass and of course you know old town is the title sponsor for uh the bass kayak series i don't think that i don't think they would go another route to create a whole other series um and honestly the biggest reason is because i don't know 
what individual would step up and do it? Uh, with Hobie, you've got A.J. McCorder, who, um, I mean, A.J. kind of started tournament kayak fishing in the state of Kentucky uh, about a decade ago. Uh, but he's been with Hobie for a long time, and it was this is kind of his baby, uh, you know, wanting to take some things – uh, that, that he saw and didn't like and, and make them better uh, and, and make these events for the anglers. So it would take an individual at one of these companies that really saw um, a demand for it and a market for it and actually make it happen. And I just don't know that there's anybody else out there at one of these companies that's willing to, to go down that road. Um, so I don't know. I, I doubt it. I just personally doubt it. You think Hobie, um, the Hobie tournaments and then the 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 BAS BASS tournaments? Those are just they're gonna stay the top dogs without a whole lot of competition. I I think so uh, until you know, and there's always I think all of these different entities are clamoring, trying to find a way to elevate the game. They're always looking for the next thing. Um, so to ever think that we're in a static position. Uh, you know, that's just short-sighted thinking. So mm -hmm. I don't think we'll be static. I don't think that it'll just be, you know, this or that, you know, as time changes, uh, everybody's always looking to, to do that next deal and, and elevate the game. So you really just never know. I know there's a lot of talk on the Hobie side of things about, you know, trying to find a way to make a true professional uh, series where it's, you know, it's high dollar, you know, big sponsorships, big, big deal. Um, you know, and Hobie's got a TV show. That's another thing that um, a lot of people don't realize. They've got Hobie Outdoor Adventures. Um, so they've got a TV show already. And, you know, you never know. Something could could uh, could happen to where you've got a pro series and they utilize their TV show to, to kind of push that. Uh, so they, they've got a lot of infrastructure already in place that a lot of other entities don't have. So what uh, other so, what other pro series are there? BASS? Is well, that a pro series? I don't think that there's a real true pro series today as it sits. Um, you know, the Hobie series are just open events. Um, they're not, you know, there is an angler of the year. It is a little bit elevated uh, entry fees and whatnot. Um, Bass is still just an open series event. I know KBF is trying their uh pro series that's really just a side pot on already existing events it's not its own standalone schedule uh so i don't think we really have that uh in the kayak game and that's what all of these different entities are trying to figure out what the blueprint is and what that actually looks like uh, and trying to make it happen but I, I just don't think we're quite there yet i tend to i tend to already have the answer in my head every time somebody says we want a pro series yeah, and right. and my answer is it, it's gonna knock your field down so oh, yeah. low that you're hardly gonna have anybody participate and that yep. pot is you're either gonna have to put pony up five g's to jump in and, and have a chance at something nice mm -hmm. or um, you're going to have to convince all these weekend warriors and um, not as, I mean, they're not all weekend warriors. Some of them are damn good anglers, man. And oh, they can, sure. they can beat your ass on their home lakes for sure. Um, but 
they only fish, you know, maybe like their home lakes or lakes right. that they're, right. you know, familiar with. So for sure, but they wouldn't be able, they probably wouldn't be interested in the, in the pro right. series. So that no, there's no that question what happens. Yeah. And that's the part that everybody's trying to figure out is, you know, what kind of schedule, what kind of entry fees, um, you, you know, what does the blueprint look, look like? Uh, and, and it's tough because you're right. I mean, you start up in those entry fees. Uh, a lot of these guys don't have uh, sponsor support. You know, you, you just can't swing those kind of events like that. You know, big, mm-hmm. you know, $1,000 entry fees and whatnot. Uh, so that's – and that's the hard part. You know, that's where we've hit the, the wall and everybody's trying to figure out how to get through it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, – give it two to three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be really interested to see what happens. You're going to have to have a lot of sponsor dollars uh, Absolutely. come come into play, and those sponsor dollars are going to want to be on TV. They're going to yep. want, you know, publicity. And exactly. It's, it's very hard – to put people in plastic boats on TV with camera crews and everything else and the logistics yeah. of everything to do live events and put it on TV and stuff. I, yeah. I, I think it's the logistics it's of, of, of everything that would go on with how many cameramen and boats you would have to have out there to get the same type of product that you have with the glitter boats. They, they tried it with IFA. Um, they tried it with the elite and, and I'm just talking about on the saltwater side mm-hmm. and yeah, the quality is just due to yeah. man. It's, it's yeah, not it's easy. Tough. It's not easy following around, you know, 60 plastic boats. Right. Mm-hmm. They've got some people at Hobie that are working on some logistics and broadcasting and all that stuff. I think there's conversations taking place they're trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, know, it, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be hard mounted cameras on the boat that give you different shots of each angler. There's no sure. way that they're going to be able to, to shoot it like traditional bass fishing a shot right now. And then I'm going to skunk in events like that. Cause as <laughs> soon as the camera turns on, there ain't no fish getting caught. It's, it's a bad it's luck. Over. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough about tournament. We got way off into the weeds on that. I that's didn't even okay. get to Yeah, man. Because you know what? Guess what, man? Drew has to ask you his. I got some burrito in my mouth. Drew's <laughs> got to ask you his patented question. Yeah. I got to ask you the question I ask everybody. Okay. Jay, tell us about, you know, your first fishing memory or your most memorable fishing memory and then i want to know how you got into kayak fishing and what your first kayak was okay all right well uh as far as fishing memory goes oh man i'm trying to remember i'm pretty sure it was 1994 i was 10 years old and uh it was Pretty sure it was December, and uh, my dad decided we were going to go down to uh, Cherokee Lake in eastern Tennessee, and you know we we go down there all the time and go fishing, and uh, so we went down there in December, and uh, I caught a stud smallmouth. I mean, just a stud. I I probably caught it on some little junky crappie rod or something, uh, and I, I remember we went to the dock and got it weighed. I don't even remember what it weighed. Uh, and then I remember they took my picture there at the dock 
And then I, I got it in a little publication, like a little Eastern Tennessee fishing publication that was in. Uh, so I've got that at home, but uh, that's probably the, the, the best memory right there that at least from, from a young age, you know, that really got me hooked. Looking at, looking at the fish now in that, in that picture, you can't, you can't guess how big it was. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't real big. Uh, it was big at the time. It, it's probably a, a three and a half, four pounder, maybe. I was going to say, in your mind as a kid, though, you were like, that's a oh, six pounder. Oh, that's a seven oh, yeah. pounder all day yeah. long. Oh, yeah, it was big. Uh, but, you know, for a 10-year-old anyway, it was big. It was more the fight because I was using, like, a, a real light crappie rod, light line, uh, and I fought that thing for forever. Finally got it in, and, you know, Dad made a big deal out of it, of course. You know, <laughs> Ten years old, he was hyping it up. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So how did you get from, you know, a small lake catching some small mouths to now qualifying for TOC and kayak fishing? How did you yeah. get into kayak fishing? And then well, what was you know, your I've, first kayak? I've always been a fisherman, uh, you know, fished from day one growing up. My mom, dad fish, both sets of grandparents fish. Um you know, I, I had a bass boat. I, I fished out of a bass boat 99% of the time. And then uh, some friends started going over to New River over in Virginia and uh, camping, kayaking, fishing for smallmouth, all that, all the good stuff over there. And uh, I, I remember the first year. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's pretty much what it is over there i'm I'm just glad he said kayaking like i say kayaking and and not kayaking it's kayaking it's in it's not a there's no g it's kayaking that's right (laughs) all right um yeah so we we uh we went out there i got invited and i asked you know i said uh you know do i need to round up a kayak or what and he said, no, you can rent one there. It's no problem. So we went there. I rented a little Pelican. Like, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Uh, I couldn't hardly fish out of it. And so I was like, you know what? Forget the kayak. I'm just going to wade. Like, I'll wade this river and fish. It's fine. And so I did that. Caught, caught some fish. Had a blast. And then the next year, uh, this was in June, the next June, I got invited to go on that trip again, and I was like, I, I'm going to go buy a kayak and bring my own kayak. And so I went and got a Jackson Cusa and took it so out you there. Stepped it, you stepped it up quite a bit. Went straight for the Cusa. That was my first one. Um, to be honest with you, I hated it. The Cusa? Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I just didn't like it at all. Uh, wait, 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 I, wait. Hold on. You hated the Kusa, but what were you paddling yeah. it in? Like a lake? No, it was a river. New river. River. And you didn't oh, yeah. like the Kusa in a river. Hated it. Because um, the only other it, person that said they hated a Kusa was using it in a lake, in big water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, it's hell in big water. Yeah. it It's not very stable. Um, that thing will tip pretty quick. And I've tipped it, and a couple of my friends have used them and, and, and flipped them right over. Uh, but I, I stayed with it that first year. And then the first year that I bought that actually, uh, our local state kayak fishing club popped up. Uh, and that was AJ McCorder that, uh, started that club along with some other, other folks. And, uh, so I fished that series, um, the first year 
and I won enough money. I sold that kayak and bought a pro angler. I bought a Hobie pro angler and I haven't looked back. And that was probably in 2000, gosh, nine or 10, something like yeah. that. So I've been in a Hobie pro angler since then. Oh, and nice. just haven't looked, haven't looked back. So just kind of a progression of going on, going on one trip with, with your yeah. buddies. And then you go from, uh, how, how long was the upgrade? I didn't catch. How long was the upgrade from so, the first kayak to the Kuza? About a year. A year? Okay. So you struggled You struggled for a year and then was like, yeah. I can't take this anymore. He weren't not too happy was my with first. that pel- Pelican either. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, rented, I rented that. My the, MO uh, is, 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 uh, is interrupting people. If you've never heard yeah. this podcast before. <laughs> I, I rented the... Uh, the uh pelican just for that trip and then the next year i ended up buying the kusa and i kept it for about a year uh, and then i finally was like okay i gotta i gotta get something different and jumped in that pro angler and that was the deal for me i enjoy it yeah once you get in a pro angler and if you're bass fishing and yeah i mean it's it's hard it's, to go back it's it. yeah it's like with all that space and yeah. everything the horizontal rod or the vertical horizontal rod holders and no oh, yeah it's tons of storage. It's, it's, it's money. So stable. Cause I stand up and fish a lot. You know, I, I'm a, I like standing up to fish. So that that's where the, the PA is just, it's like standing in your living room. It's no big deal. What are you throwing whenever you're standing and fishing that you feel more comfortable standing and doing it than, than sitting and reeling? Uh, is, definitely is a particular frog, tactic frogs, frog, frogs for sure. Um, uh, pitching and flipping. You know, punching mm-hmm. grass, that kind of stuff. You can't really punch very good sitting down. You need that upward angle, you know, facing down mm-hmm. on on your on your grass mats that you're punching. Uh, you know, you can crank and throw stuff sitting down pretty easily. Top water and stuff, you can sit down. Uh, jerk bait. I like standing up, working a jerk bait. It's hard to get that twitch right if you're sitting down. Uh, so th- those are a lot of the things that I like to stand up for. Chris, what about you? I don't think I've ever seen you really standing unless you're searching for a fish. Me? Yeah. Um, yeah, when I'm sight casting, there's there's I which is like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm when I stalk a um a shoreline, I'm not sitting down. Mm, you're there's up. no way. I don't Stand I don't on. see how people that that stalk shorelines, unless I'm actually watching belly crawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or tailors or something like that. I can't, you know, you can't see them very well whenever you're sitting down. I don't know how the guys down South, um, just crab walk through the marsh and then they talk about sight cast. And I know the water's a lot clearer, but I still, you know, I want to stand up and see as much as I can. Hell, when we went to, um, San Louis pass recently, um, I was standing in my in in the seat of the PA because I, I wanted to see that much more. I was standing in the seat paddling around trying yeah. to find some redfish. That, I mean, it that's how stable that thing. Yeah, that's how stable that thing is, though, man. Yeah, you can stand yeah. all the way up on the dang seat of it. For sure, the PA to me was probably one of the most underrated marsh fishing machines because everybody says it can't fish the marsh 
Now, Jay, I don't know if you've, I don't, yeah, I don't, okay. So obviously you've come down here and you've, you've fished the salt water in your pee. I have definitely fished some salt. Yeah. The only thing that becomes difficult is if you're in high wind and you have to paddle it. If you have to yes. paddle oh, it, for sure. it does get difficult. But if you can it move. Sucks. No, no, not difficult. It sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks paddling it through mud and everything else. Yeah, but sucks. if you can get out of that wind and to a little bit deeper water, then you'll be fine. Um, yeah. And you're comfortable doing it. But It the, actually drafts less than the Outback. That's yeah. what I was about to say. The yep. thing about the PA is that you only need about two inches of water. Yep, and and much. the compass and the compass it drafts a little better than the compass because me and my yep. brother will fish and he'll be in his compass and I'm in the PA and he's like how are you making it through this so easy and he's back there yeah, just struggling sure. on the yep. damn struggle bus yeah um, yep. but we we we're not talking about paddling on this one we are right. talking about motors. We're talking about motors here. I've mentioned before. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> no, not that kind of motor. That's a different show. That's a different show title. That comes but, out at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's the that's that's a different name of the Adult podcast. Swim. Yeah, it's not. It's not called the Paddler's Playbook. It's the Paddler something else. But anyway, um, we're going to talk a little bit about motors today. I am wanting to get more into motors motors have been on the bass scene for a while now they're starting to show up more and more here on the saltwater scene so jay is going to kind of give us like a a motors 101 here Um, are we going to ask questions first or is we just going to let him just run with it go ahead ask let's let's ask way i was going to ask him you know what are some of the top manufacturers of motors well, that if let's you're get, trying to get into the before, game, what are we looking before for? we get into that? Can we get into the um socially acceptable aspect of it all? Ooh, the, this is getting deep. Okay. You know, well, like like Ooh. when when people started putting motors on things, you know, like you're in Louisiana, you're going down the bayou, and somebody's in a P road, you know, they paddling away. You put a motor on that and you're like, oh, that boy just got a bonus, you know, <laughs> that's that's how he got that motor, you know, and he's just playing around with his toys. Kayaking kind of was the same thing, right? Um, somebody, you know, had an idea. They were playing with their toy and they put a motor on a kayak and they're like, oh, cool. I got this plastic, you know, boat to, you know, go four and a half miles an hour sustained. Um and then people started getting serious about it and it was no longer like diy it was official product built and made for kayaks and then people started to be like well that's not kayaking bro you know that's that's not kayaking and it became socially unacceptable you were no longer in the kayaking group you were now in the motorboating group um and the bass world is the world that really blew it up man i mean they took it i don't know who it was i guess i guess it was that one dude um with his torquedo sponsorship yeah yeah it's pretty much torquedo was the first to really come on the scene and back it uh and push it you know in in bass tournament fishing so oh for sure and now, you know, it's bled on over into our saltwater side and all the saltwater tournaments are like, yep, we're, we're allowing motors now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I have an answer uh, for that. You know, 
there's kayak purists out there that you know they 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 want to keep it paddling and and that's that's their idea of what kayaking is and all that and my response to that and my feelings on that is i'm not a kayaker i'm a fisherman like I, i'm i'm not a kayaker i i'm a, i'm just a fisherman um i do fish out of a kayak but whatever tools are available to me within the rule set of whatever I'm fishing, I'm going to take full advantage of all of full it. Advantage, whether it's yeah. electronics, whether it's motors, uh, whatever. I mean, you know, and if you want to get real purist on kayaks, you know, they shouldn't be made out of plastic. Um, so, you know, the purest thing, you can go as, as far down that hole as, as, as you like. But for me, I just don't view myself as a kayaker, so I don't really care. I'm all about fishing, you know. And so that's the way I answer that question. There's always going to be that little rift of, oh, they're not really kayaks at that point. Well, that's fine. You can. That's a great answer for a socially acceptable, you know. Dude, what are we out here to do? Play tiddlywinks or fish, man. That's right. If you want to go kayak down the river, hey – Knock yourself out, and if you want to keep it pure and paddle, that's there's that's nothing your, yeah, wrong with that. But I'm out here as a tournament angler. I'm out here to fish and put fish in the boat in, you know, whatever legally acceptable way uh, uh, tools I've got at my disposal. So whether that's electronics or high end rods or Alabama rigs or whatever. It oh may no, be, no no no! Don't know? you dare use that. Uh... Forbidden yeah. term, the Alabama <laughs> isn't it? It's so, still outlawed know. like everywhere, isn't it? Uh, only on professional circuits. Only, okay. Um, mostly the the BASS, and I think I think most of the major circuits have banned them. Um, but in kayak use, I mean, a lot of the lower tier tournament trails allow them as well. I did a I did a um, bunch of uh, field testing for man's for oh, about yeah. six years yeah and uh it's on their saltwater side but whenever okay. they got rid of the um you know well they didn't get rid of it because the alabama rig you know they they developed it and it's still out there um but they they were like man we can't use this on the pro circuit anymore now we got to come up with something different so they came out with that <laughs> one hook and three jet like uh little jellies on it yeah and, i know exactly what you're talking about and yeah. it's like it's not the same thing, man. It's no, not it's the not. same thing. It's just not. Chris, maybe that's what we need to start throwing when the redfish are busting up the shad. Throw Bro, a big old get, Alabama get one, rig out there. Get one. Let's go try it. I would love to throw one in a school and just hang on. Oh, I mean, it'll, it'll look like it'll look like shad. I mean, yeah. it's going to look like a big shad. When the redfish are eating nothing but those little shad, throw an Alabama I've got to do it. I'm going to become YouTube famous, man. Could you imagine hooking like two reds at one time? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't hook two of them for long. <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have one on there. Yeah. Um, I'm with you though. I, I like to paddle sometimes. I like to have the Mirage drive. Sometimes I would like to have a motor sometimes while I'm fishing. I don't think Chris or I are, you know, the purists that say it's gotta be like this. It's gotta be like that. You're not a true blah, blah, blah. If you don't do this or that, we're more, Whatever makes you comfortable and whatever gets you yeah. on the fish, go on and do it. My That's viewpoint right. has always been the same and it's never changed. Mm -hmm. It's a toy. 
it's a it's a a means to uh, to your happiness and yeah. if that means that you know motorizing it is what you want to do go for it man do your Absolutely. thing um i was a little apprehensive whenever it came to tournaments you know because fishing a predominantly man-powered event with a motor do you have a slight advantage no you know, question over over no the question other guys? Yeah. Actually, in our areas, I don't think you really do. Well, maybe maybe for salt, yeah. On these I, big lakes up here for bass, there's no question. I yeah. think that um, once once maybe once the batteries become better, you know, and I can't necessarily say better because they're actually pretty good. Dakota puts out some damn good batteries. And I know we're going to talk about batteries later. We, oh, we are, so don't get sure. too far yeah, into yeah. it. But, the, sure. you know, the price, oh, my gosh, man, yeah. the cost on, on those batteries. And so maybe once they become more affordable for the end user, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe then the motorized kayaks will have an advantage on the salt side. But right now... I haven't seen any one of those guys really ha uh, hammer it and and bring in some bring in the numbers yet. So they're there, they're in all the events, but well, they won't be in GRS next year. So no motors in GRS. I already already asked Hunter about that, but because I guess I'll be using the the native or the PA for GRS next year. But let let's get into the questions we have. Jay, you already mentioned Torquedo. Um, yeah. As one of the big names, what are some other more reputable um, motor companies that may have been around a bit or maybe some new kids on the block that are really putting out some good products? What are just some... Uh, Water snake. <laughs> some companies that people should go check out if they're thinking about putting a motor on their kayak. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, like I said, we've already mentioned Torquedo. Um, <clears throat> they are probably the original, you know, they're the OG as far as electric outboard motors go, not necessarily trolling motors, but electric outboards, uh, they're a German company. And in Europe, uh, a lot of water over there is electric only. Uh, you know, they're not powering gas engines and stuff like that. Uh, so that's how they got their start was they were in the European scene, uh, just making electric motors. Now, you know, they've got the ultralight, uh, 403 that's kind of been their uh, their flagship motor for the kayaks um, they've actually got two different models there's a 403a and there's a 403ac the only difference being that uh, the ac has a bigger battery it's essentially the same motor um, it just is powered by a little bit bigger battery um, that's one of the things with torquedo when you buy one of their motors it does come with their own uh, proprietary battery. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, that you have to kind of take that into account when and you're looking at the price of that stuff. It comes with the motor, the battery, and then the throttle, right? Correct. That's and right. you're looking at what, about seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks for a Torquedo set? Yeah, so the 403A is seventeen ninety nine, mm -hmm. uh, and that does come with a 320-watt lithium battery. Um, the AC model comes with a 915 watt battery and it's 2299. Wow. So you're looking at 1800 to 2300 for those Damn. Uh, models. Yeah. That's pricey, dude. 
<clears throat> it is. It is. It's, it's, you know, it's an investment. Uh, and honestly, you know, I've got a whole list of motors here and none of them are cheap. <laughs> Not at all. None right. of them are cheap at all. I mean, you can get into, uh, you buy you a new PA 360 and throw a motor on there. You're in 7,500 right there. Easy. You know, you're in Easy. seven grand. Lord Easy. have mercy. You're in, you're in a skiff. No <laughs> basically question. Basically for, yeah. for that. But if you, if, if you want to be able, you can't load a skiff in the back of your truck. That's, that's, that's right. what I always tell people whenever they're saying, well, you can just get a boat. You can get a John boat. You can get this. I'm like, or I can have something I can store in my garage and put in my garage by myself most of the time. I mean, if somebody wants yeah. to help me, I'm not going to tell them no. And I can just put it in the back of my truck and I can launch my anywhere. kayak yeah. from anywhere that I can drive my truck. That's, that's why right. that's the difference between a skiff Bro. and the money and everything else. I can park my skiff in my garage. I can hitch my skiff up to my truck by myself and can I can launch my skiff, skiff in anywhere. the back of your truck. I don't need to. I'm hitched up to the bumper. You can't launch that thing anywhere. I sure can. In anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere I can, I can get my two wheels. I can name a few launches that we take the kayaks that you ain't launching that skiff. Almost anywhere. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. So other other than Torquedo, what are some other uh, other brands? Because you're not yeah. running a Torquedo, right? What nope. are you running? Nope, no. Uh, I actually have the Newport Vessels uh, NK180S. Uh, and that is a 600-watt motor uh, that they've come out with. Now, the, th the big difference with Newport and Torquedo is, the Newport motor does not come with a battery. Um, so you are free to uh, rig up your battery of your choice. Um, now it's a 24 volt system. So you need to either use two 12 volts and wire them in a series, or you can get a 24 volt battery uh, to, to go with it. Um, but that, that motor, uh, they actually just raised their price. It used to be $7.99. It's now $9.99, so it's $1,000 for that motor. Um, and then, like I said, you do have to come up with a battery as well. So, so have you run the Torquedo before, too? I have. I have. I've had the Evolve. Uh, I've never run the 403. Uh, the Evolve <clears throat> is a motor that's specific to the Hobie. Uh, it mm -hmm. actually fits in the Mirage Drive well. But, it, I mean, it's the same wattage, close, yeah. close yeah. To, to both of them. Now, what's what's your top speed? Because you're running both of those on PAs, right? Correct. What's your top yep. speed with the two? Uh, the and they can be guesstimates. I'm just wondering about well, what what one of those will push push your PA. Yeah, the the Newport vessels is pushing my boat anywhere from 4.9 to 5.1. So call it five. Um, I'm averaging five miles an hour. That's at 100 percent throttle. You know, that's mm -hmm. wide open. That's getting uh, five, yeah, five miles an hour, man. That's Pretty, pretty solid. Um, the 403 is a little bit slower. Not a lot. Maybe 4.7, 4.8, something like that. It's a couple of tenths uh, mm -hmm. slower. Uh, not a huge difference, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Now, there is a model of Torquedo, <clears throat> the 1103. That is a much bigger, uh, more expensive uh, and faster motor, the Torquedo 1103, that thing will push a Hobie 
at around seven miles an hour. That's some people are getting it. a little, yeah. Some people are getting a little bit over that. That's moving. Cause yeah. what, Chris, what do you think whenever you're leisurely, um, pedaling with the mirage drive you're doing what two and a half miles an hour maybe in a just hobby? leisurely going yeah just leisurely PA? back and forth yeah pa so maybe a little faster than that leisure troll- maybe three and a half yeah three, trolling yeah, two speed, and a half three and a half trolling yeah. speed is like 1.5 miles an hour leisurely you know kicking back or maybe just making it to a, a spot probably yeah. three and a half yeah. booking it is like five like if you're booking it, like oh, yeah. with the Mirage yeah. Drive can barely top five miles an hour. By yeah, I, I've had mine around five. It's hard to keep it at that. I was gonna uh, say, and you're booking it for like five minutes tops before you gotta <laughs> slow down. Five minutes a long time to go are, five miles thighs an hour. Are burning, bro, yeah, yeah. Them thighs are burning after a few now, minutes. The adventure, the um, Hobie adventure, oh, the island. Yeah, dude, yeah. you can you can hit five easy, and you can sustain five easy. Yeah. Yeah. Big difference though in, in boats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Other than the Torquedo and um Newport, are there any other ones that we need yeah. to, we need to be looking there, at? There's also uh there's a little motor company called Bixby. Mm-hmm. Uh and they've got the Bixby J two motor. Um it, it's an odd little motor. It's not I wouldn't say it's very powerful. Uh it's only about thirty three pounds of thrust. Mm-hmm. Um, that I believe is a jet propulsion, right? It is. Yep. It's it's still a looks like a little torpedo, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's real small. It's still got a propeller, but it's more of a jet. You know, it's more designed like a turbo jet. Um, but the cool thing with that motor is it only weighs like two. Let's see. I took some notes. I think it's at two point seven pounds, uh, and it's six hundred and fifty dollars. Um, now they do have their own battery pack that you have to buy separate. Mm-hmm. I like that battery pack that they've got, though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty sharp slick. looking. Yep, and it, it, it mounts straight to your rudder. Correct. Uh, right. The Bixby has different mounts. I mean, it doesn't have to mount to the rudder. Right, it can mount yeah. to the to the rudder. It, you can mount it in some other configuration. There was. Well, yeah. There's a video out there. You know what the live board is, like the mm-hmm. L2 or the L4, and they <clears throat> they mounted two Bixbys on the fins. Mm-hmm. of the l4 or the l2 whichever one it was and uh yeah that sucker that sucker flew man i bet i bet <laughs> i was joking around with our buddy castro and he has the spot lock um and I, he's got some bigsby's too and I, I was joking around he said he's gonna put one on the back and one on the front that way he can really get to the the fishing spot <laughs> he's trying to get to with those <laughs> well you know and then after Bixby, I mean, you also, you've got to mention Minn Kota. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys are just putting a regular trolling motor, you know, bow-mounted trolling motor uh, on the front of their boat. And it's not so much for speed or for getting from point A to point B, although it can do that. Uh, it's more about that spot lock. You know, a lot of guys are using that stuff, especially on big water uh, when you're fishing offshore and you're trying to hold on a GPS spot or something. Uh, having that spot locked, a lot of guys really, uh, really live by that. So, you know, Minn Kota's out there. Of course, they're teamed up with the autopilot from Old Town. Uh, that thing's putting out 45 pounds of thrust. It's a 12-volt battery, weighs 24 pounds. Uh, and it's in, I don't know the price of that motor because it's basically just included in the kayak. So, mm-hmm. 
but you you definitely have to mention that. Those are those are cool product. Like like that's gonna be my next kayak whenever. Yeah. Whenever I get a new one, just to have something to play on Lake Conroe with, and no doubt, and then use no whenever we're fishing deeper spots in the marsh. Now you mentioned the thrust. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If if you're just buying a regular trolling motor, um, and you are going to rig it up on the kayak, you know you may not have. You may not have eleven, twelve, thirteen, two thousand dollars to drop. You know, you're just yeah. gonna go buy the Bass Pro Shop model um, trolling motor and throw it on the back. What type of thrust is needed to really push a kayak without like draining the hell out of your battery? Because I'm sure yeah. you want to go up big, but you also don't want it too big where it's too heavy. You're gonna need bigger batteries to power it what's kind of that sweet spot as far as thrust for a kayak yeah i think uh 45 pounds is probably the minimum uh 45 pounds of thrust is equal to about a half a horsepower uh and and that's enough to get you some speed but it's also you know your wattage should be enough to where you're not going to run your battery down it's not like a crazy draw at 45 pounds um you know, as far as speed goes, it's hard to say how fast that'll push somebody because it'll, you know, depending on what boat you're in and, and mm-hmm. conditions and all that. But I think 45 pounds is probably a minimum. And you're you're maxed at 55. You can't get any higher than 55 on a kayak. Uh, Unless you want to start adding two batteries and go 24 volts. Right. Well, the so the torquitos are actually quite a bit higher than 55. Well, I mean, uh, as far as like just pulling a uh a tiller handle, um, oh, I got yeah, you, yeah. I understand, like, yeah, a, like, like, a like traditional what Drew's asking motor. about, yeah. Yeah, 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 traditional, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably as far as you can go without going up to 24 volt, mm-hmm. yeah. What are the torquitos pushing as far as as far as that? You just said the torquitos are over fifty five. What the are they tiquitos. throwing out? <laughs> oh boy, torquitos. So Sorry, I put a, I put a cough funny. drop. I put a cough drop in my what mouth. What are them torquitos? Now, now I can't talk. The are those the things? Are those the things on the on the little rollers at the gas station? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> at the we got time. good tacos at our gas station down here now. Don't you be talking about our gas station tacos? <laughs> so I've actually got some stats for you guys. Uh, did my homework. Uh, let's talk about the Torquedo 403 first. So the 403 is actually a 400 watt motor, uh, and that's equivalent to one horsepower, uh, which is equivalent to like. Uh, I'm trying to remember my my calculations here. That's equivalent to about 90 pounds of thrust. Uh, Jay is the first person to math on the show, bro. Oh, 90, uh, <laughs> 90 pounds of thrust. Look, yeah. put put this into perspective. You know what's usually pushing a um, a 22 foot um, let's let's just say a Mayak illusion, mm-hmm. like an 80. Yeah. An 80-pound trolling motor is usually what's – I can't say pushing. It's pulling. It's really right, pulling the right, boat. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what they put on like a 22-foot boat is sure. an 80-pound trolling motor. I mean, I, my 18-foot boat, I've only got a 50. So the Torquedo 1103 is actually 1,100 watts, and instead of one horsepower, it's three horsepower. Jeez. 
So it's equivalent to a three horsepower outboard. What's the uh, what's the amperage draw on that thing? Uh, I don't know that I've got the amperage draw. Um, they do use a 915 watt lithium battery with that though, uh, but it's 1100 watt motor uh, pulling three horsepower. I can probably look up. Um, yeah, uh, so it's pretty big. So there, y'all are talking. You're talking watts. So there's a conversion for watts to amp hours, but I'm not going to do any math in my head about that right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but amp hours are usually what I'm I'm referring to, and that right. kind of gives you, uh, or your draw on your amps, and but when, even whenever you're talking uh, batteries at a wattage instead of amp hours i can't convert that over i would assume yeah. it's about the same so if you're saying you've got an 1100 watt motor and almost a thousand watt um, battery at full throttle full thrust maybe how many hours i don't know don't ask uh, me. I'm lost. Hmm. <laughs> I'm a, y'all go ahead. And it, it'll it'll run for out. it'll run for a while. Um, <laughs> and then you know that kind of takes me to the uh, Newport vessels because it's really kind of in between the two. You know, okay. it's a 600 watt. So you know, with Torquedo, you've got a 400 or an 1100. Uh, Newport came in at 600, which is 1.8 horsepower. Uh, and I know what that'll do. Um, yeah. That's a 24 volt uh, battery, and I've got a 50 amp hour Bio Inno uh, 24 volt battery, and that thing will push at five miles an hour for almost 50 hours. Jeez, 50 hours! It's, it's almost an hour per amp on the battery. 50, you said zero. Five zero. And so you I, charge that battery every how many trips? Uh, I can charge it once and get three full days efficient out of it. Easy. That's it's crazy. crazy. Now, but that battery is expensive. Are you using your motor just to go spot to spot? How yep. do you use your motor? Just spot That's to exact, spot. And then once exactly you get there, I use it. Yep. Anchor up you know, or there's stake a stretch out bank or. or you know, there, if there's a stretch of bank or if there's a, a cove or something, a creek I want to get to, I'll hammer down and, and run up there. And then once I get in there, I'll shut it down and start fishing. Use my mm. mirage drive to kind of maneuver, you know, in, in my area that I'm fishing. And then, you know, when it's time to roll somewhere else, just stop pedaling and hammer that throttle down and take off. And get it and go. Now, you were yeah. talking about three miles an hour, 1.5 miles an hour. Are the motor tournaments that you guys currently fishing, do they have a max limit on horsepower? And do you think if they don't, that they're going to start have have to have max limits really, really soon? So the answer to that is yes and no. Uh, the, the limits are set by the manufacturers and the Coast Guard. So that little placard that's in our kayaks that says uh, – you know, it's rated for X number of horsepower. That is the limiting factor. Mm -hmm. um, and I know for a fact that that Torquedo 1103, when it first came out, there was not a kayak in the country that could legally accept it and be Coast Guard, you know, legal. Mm -hmm. um, 
Hobie did some research and they actually did approve that motor. They got it approved by the Coast Guard and got new placards, new stickers for their boats to accept it. And so my understanding is that is the new, uh, at least for the pro anglers, that 1103, which is basically a three uh, horsepower equivalent, is the the cap. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is the most horsepower uh, that that you can put on a kayak. Now, but do you think that the tournaments that allow these motors are they going to start putting a cap on three horsepower or up to three horsepower? That's all you can use, boys. We're not yeah. we're not going to let five horsepower electric motors on these things i would say once um if people if if the kayak or if the motor manufacturers keep pushing it you know like Uh torquedo obviously went from 400 and you know newports at 600 and torquedo said okay i'm going to go to 1100 if they keep pushing it on that i think there ultimately will have to be some kind of limit um but there's also a physical limit as to what these kayaks can handle Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point they can't handle a, a, you know, six, seven, eight, nine horsepower outboard on the back of them. It just physically won't work. Uh, but I don't think there's any question. I mean, you look at bass boats, uh, they, they cut it off at 250. Uh, but I see, I know bass boats that have 300s on them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, you got to draw the line somewhere. These tournaments are actually becoming more conservative as your, you know, you're seeing some liberal movement in the kayak world and professional boat fishing is becoming. Oh yeah. They're trying to tighten it up. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Well, and you don't want, you don't want a guy um, with too big of a motor on the back of their, you know, uh, plastic plastic welding stress cracks after every tournament yeah, and then gets a, sure. gets one in the middle of the lake and sinks his boat out there in the middle of a lake and yep. then the publicity from that could go bad i mean of course i don't think the guy's gonna die or anything but it'd be all over facebook about how so and so sank in the middle of chickamauga or something like that you know? chickamauga <laughs> he pulled that out of the bag I hey, did. I, I, I look, I've been listening to Kai's back Bass Nation every once in a while, so I had to throw that out there. I got some <laughs> numbers for you, but I need somebody to verify this because it doesn't seem right. Don't ask me. I'm but not I was, I was kind, any math. I was kind of on the right track. Um, when you're thinking of 1,100 watts, mm-hmm. to be able to run an 1,100-watt motor at its full capacity, right, its full power, um, for one hour, you would need an 1100 watt battery and conversion to convert that over to amps. 1100 Watts is approximately 91.6 amps. That battery is 75 amps or 75 amp hours. Uh, their integrated batteries, 915 watt hours for that. 900. Yeah. So, if you were if you were going full throttle, man, you'd only get one hour. Uh, they're getting more. They're getting a little more than that. I'm not sure how much more. I doubt. I doubt anybody's more. like running it at full throttle. All probably day not. Long. Probably yeah. not. Because it throws. That thing throws hard. So I'd be. Uh, cons- I'd. I'd be curious to know like what its draw is. But that's just yeah. me. That's just the nerd in me. You know. Um. I. I. I, I know, know what the draw is. I've got a I've got a twenty four volt 
50 amp bio no and it it just it goes so far i mean it, it will literally go 50 miles at five miles an hour it's unbelievable that's a long way so yeah long 50 way. miles dude i don't i don't even want to go 50 miles in my boat no it's more <laughs> than you can do in a day i mean yeah. you don't if, if you do that much you're not fishing at all you're just running yeah you're just so, sightseeing that's exactly right you're talking about your bit you're you're able to fish three days with a 50 amp so does that yeah. conversion go down so if you are just getting into it you know you don't want to buy a 50 amp you don't have the money for a 50 amp battery what is the the smallest amp hour that you would feel comfortable putting on your boat for a just one day of fishing? Yeah, because the lithium battery, batteries they're they're expensive. Yes, they are. They are. Um, I think the minimum, and it just depends on uh, what size wattage motor you know you're going to get. If you're going to get a 600 watt motor or a or a 1100 watt motor, um, you know you're you're going to want minimum 40. Uh, 40 amp hour battery um, but if you're going to get you know if you're going to get like a, a 403 you know a 400 watt motor you can probably get away with a little bit smaller motor but i don't think i would go less than 30 uh, 30 amp hours and even at 30 you're going to have to you're going to have to baby it you know you're going to have to not baby it but manage you know you have to manage how often and how wide open uh, your throttle you get and all that now do the solar powered chargers is that going to help anyone in a kayak at don't all don't even ever? ask the question dude I your, just na- want, your look, name is not elon musk <laughs> well i i just know that our our listeners are going to see stuff on facebook and everybody's right. got their new solar set up on their black pack and everything can i, can I answer this question right quick dude all? can i answer this question real quick you know those battery packs that you can buy that have the solar panels on the back mm-hmm. it seems so convenient that you oh, can yeah. you know that you can charge this <laughs> 40 thousand amp hour battery pack with a solar panel integrated but you know how long it takes to charge that battery on that one solar panel six friggin days i've got one right here (laughs) six Uh, days the thing is with that like the the charge rate to discharge rate is so disproportionate that it would take so long you're 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 always going to be discharging way more than it's able to charge. The only time I could see a solar panel helping out a kayak angler with a motor is if you're camping or something and you need to. I, I don't even know then. Maybe some accessories. Right, maybe an accessory, not the actual motor itself. It's not going to be able to. It's not going to be able to keep up. You know. Besides, Drew, you've got your own built-in solar panel, pal. On the top of my head. I got I got it covered right now. Charge that battery my, with my new podcasting hat. So that that I got from my niece Elizabeth. Shout out Elizabeth! Thank you for the hat. Um, okay, can I can I, I I need to say something else, man? I got to because I told myself the next time you say this, I'm going to tell you that you're saying it wrong. What is it? <laughs> did you hear him sigh there? He did. Who's He's ready who, for it. Where the hell does shot out come from? Where did you get that? 
You always say shout sh- out. Thank you. What is shout sh- out? Shout out. Is that some Conroe shit? Shout man? out. Shout out. That's that's some that's some ninety seven nine the box listening doing the shout out. You even type it like that though, man. I'm gonna give a shout out. I, I do. It's a shout out. Oh my goodness. Shout out is just it's that doesn't so, feel natural. So is there a you in there or no? I that's what I can't he, Yes, I there's can't a you. according to oh, okay. him, there's a you. It's a shout. You shout, shout out. Yeah. You not a shout out. out. Right. Like, I've always said shout out. Like I'll be honest. I'll be honest. That's I've never heard that before. He also says X specially though. (laughs) I don't say the X. I say especially. You do not. You say X specially. Does he like to ask questions? Yeah. I do not ask questions. (laughs) I do not go to the WalMarts. I don't go to the HEBs. Uh, nothing nothing oh, like that. Oh lord and lord. We got him now. We got him going. It's my tongue's too fat for my mouth sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, I just okay. I struggle. I struggle with with some words. So you think a 30 to 40 amp hours is where you need to start. Now Yeah, I think that's enough. I mean, my 50 amp is equivalent to 1200 watts. So you know, you can kind of It's a lot. It's a lot of juice. Now, what if you're really cheap and you gotta you gotta get a lead battery? You got you're not you're, you're not gonna you be carrying an extra you don't have the, seventy. You don't have the lithium money, do. right? Um, well, you know, here's the thing with lead. Yeah, it's cheaper, but not really. It's actually lead is actually more expensive, and I'll tell you why. Because that lithium battery is going to be able to be charged three thousand times. You're gonna have that. You can have that battery for ten years. The lead battery, you're going to be able to charge cycle it 300 to 500 times, and then it's shot, and you're going to have to go buy another one. Not even that. I mean, Jay, yeah, you've owned, I'm being you've generous. Owned, yeah, you've owned yeah. boats before. So whenever you put, you know, we try to we try to uh, tender our batteries, you know, and keep right. them healthy right. by, um, you know, trickle charging them. But they don't last. It doesn't. It still doesn't last. No. I'm going through when I'm using my boat regularly, and I'm charging my uh, trolling motor battery. I'm going through at least one a year. You know. Yep. I was gonna and, say one a year. Yeah, and I'm paying about two hundred bucks a battery. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, lead batteries aren't cheap either. Yeah, about two hundred bucks. But that's. Yeah. I think that's. You know, that's like a seventy-pound battery, dude. Uh, that too. And and it's about eleven hundred. 50 amp hours yeah yeah now jay you seem like you've done a lot of a lot of research you came prepared for this Uh, i'm sure you did your research when you were buying your batteries what batteries are you running and and what are some of the you know more primo because what i've what i've looked at with them what you really want to look at because you were talking about some of them will last 10 years some of them, it's a matter of what kind of warranty they have, you know, because right, these things right. are going to last a while. Some of these companies, sure. after five years, if if it quits discharging correctly, they're going to send you a brand new battery after right. five years. So what are you running and what are some other, you know, top sure. top names? Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm actually sponsored by BioNO Power. They're out of California. Uh, they do carry a warranty. Theirs is a two-year warranty. Uh, I, I would, to be Quite honest, I would like to see that warranty a little bit higher than that. Um, but having said that, I have had BioNO batteries for five years now, and I've not had a single issue with any of them. They, and they're all still 
working just like the day I got them. Uh, so I have nothing but good things to say about uh, BioNO Power. There are some other brands out there. Obviously, Dakota Lithium is one of the uh, popular ones. Um, trying to think, there's a couple others out there too. Uh, what what, what and, makes Dakota Lithium so popular? Do you think it's just advertising? It uh, is and, uh, and just getting out there. Yeah, Stormy uh, is the owner of that, and he is heavily uh, invested in, in the kayak anglers. Uh, he sponsors a lot of them. He sponsors a lot of the events in the series. Uh, so he's just really proactive in getting his stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. I think his, his marketing and advertising budget is is there. You know, they I mean? were, he spends money on that. Dakota was also one of the first. They were one of the pioneers also. Yeah. They, they, they jumped on the – I remember – I think it was 2015 when they introduced their product at iCast. Yeah. And yeah. and it was a huge hit. People were like, oh, my gosh, lithium batteries for boats. Shit. They're yeah. light, man. That's that's a big deal. They're light. They are. That, another one for Christmas. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and BioNO has been out there for a long time, too. Uh, you know, they were doing a lot of stuff with um, – solar panels uh you know they got into a lot of like uh generate like generator storage you know like mm-hmm. if you have a generator a solar generator uh making electricity and they were trying to find ways to store it uh from solar panels and stuff so um you know that technology's been around a little while but uh there's definitely a few players in in the uh, battery game so the other brand that i'm familiar with is ionic uh it's i-o-n-i-c um that's a real popular uh they're actually fairly new but they've they've become uh, a pretty popular uh battery lithium ion battery um you know and a lot of these batteries are actually not lithium ion they're lithium iron phosphate it's kind of a, a different uh, different recipe or what have you uh uh, that they've got these batteries. You know, I feel like there's always something new with these batteries. It's, Is that that L-I-F-E? Right, yeah. Yeah, lithium iron phosphate. Uh, it's just a more stable. It's a little bit more efficient. Uh, your charge to discharge is like 99% efficient. So it's it's pretty That's impressive. And you compare that to lead, lead is like 50%. You know, you're yeah. only going to get about 50% of what's advertised on lead. And with those lithiums, you're getting almost 100%. And another good thing about the lead to lithium is the lithiums will hold their charge in storage much, much longer than the lead battery. Um, Absolutely. I I know people who they charge up their their lead battery and then store the boat and then come out. That sucker's dead dead. in the door now. Yeah, it discharges quickly. They can sit for six months, a year without, you know, maybe losing one or two percent. Right, right, and actually, uh, uh, the and, and it's real minimal, but the cost to charge your battery, you know, like the electricity that it's pulling through your wall at your house, uh, it actually costs way less to charge up a lithium battery than it does uh, a lead. There's, you know, you lose a lot of energy with heat, just a lot of the transfer. It's not very efficient, uh, but those those lithiums are actually a lot cheaper to charge. What's the charge time? Is the charge time about the same between? No, uh, the the lithiums charge much much faster. Uh, oh yeah, 
Yeah, you're, it, it'll charge in like, you know, probably two-thirds the time that a, a lead will. You'll save a third of your time, Jeez. charge time. Yeah. So we've talked about, you know, the different type of motors. We've talked about some different amp hours. We've talked about, you know, different battery types. What do you think is going to be the future of these motors? You know, we already talked a little bit about we're probably going to have to put a cap on them somewhere, but, you know, yeah. where can we look to see improvements with motors? Is it just going to be lighter? Is it going to be, you know, further distances? I mean, how, you, do you think we're tapped out in technology or, or getting close to being tapped uh, out in technology? You know, we, we might be close under the current, you know, the, the way we know the world to be right now. Um, but I think they're always looking for new technology and, you know, efficiency is going to be a big deal as far as, um, you know, getting the most out of your battery, being able to open up your throttle and not have that battery drain. Uh, so efficiency, speed, uh, weight, weight's a big deal, man. You look at some of these motors, uh, the 403 motor from Torquedo weighs 11 pounds and their 1103 weighs 20 pounds. Uh, and then the Newport vessels weighs 14 pounds. So, you know, that you, if you can trim those down with some different, uh, components and things, you know, you're, you're going to add some efficiency and some speed. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, that's really all it's going to boil down to is efficiency, mm -hmm. uh, speed and, uh, you know, getting more life out of those batteries. I think you'll see more advancements in the battery technology more so than the motors. They're already brushless. Uh, they're already using some fairly light components. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of the uh, the acceleration in the technology is going to be on the battery side. Hopefully, they'll they'll start to make those batteries cheaper. That's for the, sure. That's the only thing right now. And uh, lithium batteries are like flat screen TVs twenty years ago. You know, you're talking about weight of of different motors. You know, mm -hmm. how how big the weight matters how much it matters then you got these guys like feel free right making the overdrive yeah which weighs about as much as an eight-year-old child right yeah <laughs> right it's right there in the center yeah but you know what i mean their kayaks are made to handle nine thousand pounds of, of yeah. gear in person so right well that was going to be my next question to but to both of you chris i'll start with you do you think that we're going to start to see, you know, maybe not from Hobie, but do you think we're going to start to see more integrated motors on kayaks or, you know, everything, everything five years ago, you know, the big thing was it's power pole ready. This is power pole ready. You think we're just going to have almost Bro, every cha -cha. kayak that comes out hey. is going to be, this is motor ready. What? This is motor ready. This is motor ready. What, what happened just, um, I think it was three years ago. Three years ago when the, in fact, it was the same year that the 360 drive came out. Hobie's patent on the M1 drive expired. Mm -hmm. And they, they now, you know, other companies were now allowed to copy that product. How many companies did it? Every company that could why every company that didn't because, already have a pedal yeah. drive system 
Because yeah. why not? You know, because why not? So you ask, are there going to be any other companies out there? Is it going to be the way of the future? Are people going to start adding more motors to their kayaks? Why not? I'm sure they will. You know, it's just another uh, stream of revenue. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's the direction that the industry is going right now. And, uh, you know, Old Town with their integrated motor, uh, I think you're definitely, definitely going to see other kayak companies go that route it's kind of like you know to go even further back you know when when these kayak companies started seeing that they they need a a pedal drive or Mm -hmm. they're getting left behind people aren't you know paddling anymore especially in tournaments the tarpon 140 yeah the tarpon 140 design went away yeah yeah 160's gone 140 yeah they they all developed a paddle drive well, yep. yeah, and the the the, the purists will say that you bass guys ruined kayaks for for everybody because you wanted a more stable platform with long. And video seats. killed the radio star. You, you want to know my answer to that? You damn right we did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I'm trying to. I like both sides of the coin. By the way, I paddle. I do too. I, I like I to paddle, paddle sometimes. Uh, sure. I have a motorboat. I've got paddle boards. Um, I've got every style of kayak that you can possibly imagine. I enjoy it all. So well, there's, there's, you know, you don't, you don't bring a hatchet to a surgery job. You know what I mean? There's different tools there, for it, there is, different yeah, jobs. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm not probably not going to go fish a, a high dollar, high stakes tournament um, on a paddle board. Right. Of course not. Now, do you guys think, because personally, I think that kayak, one, one big reason for kayaks boom and growth from, I'm going to say 2010, you know, let's just say the last 10 years has been the affordability factor of a kayak. You can okay. get into a quality. We used to be able to get into a quality kayak. Two ninety nine, eight hundred bucks new. You know, I was thinking Scrambler. New Scrambler was like two ninety nine, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, but you were buying that used. A new kayak now, even if it's not a pedal drive, you're looking at what eleven hundred bucks, thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks. Do you think it's going to get to a point? Because I personally think like there's a cap. There, there's got to be a cap on price for kayaks, motors, before these companies quit selling as many of, of you know, that price point kayaks um, because people are going to start getting into motors and motorboats I'm talking about or getting, right. a, getting a skiff or something like that, you know. It's new now, and the people who have been kayaking will continue to buy a, a Hobie 360 for five grand, throw a motor on there for another two. But some of the people coming up, they may say, seven grand? I'm going to buy a skiff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys think that there's going to be a, there, there's got to be a price point or a time? When the price, the, the companies are going to start pricing their products too high to bring new people into the game. What you're trying to ask is when will the bubble pop? 
That's what that's what I'm trying like the the we've seen kayak prices go up and up and up new advancements new advancements new advancements. Do you think it's going to it's going to have to level well, up? Well, well here's the thing about that. So I think the Hobie 360 is probably unless there's something I'm missing, probably one of the the most expensive kayak out there outside of uh what's his name? Spaceship. Apex. Yeah, for $12,000. <laughs> Um, which I don't even think anybody's ever seen one, but that's a whole fighter. Not <laughs> you got me cracked up on that one. Uh, not including that one, uh, I think you've got uh, the Hobie PA is probably the most expensive uh, kayak on the market, and they can't keep them in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, dealers are sold out; they're trying to order as many as they can. They literally can't keep them on the shelves. Um, and it's not exactly your entry level guys that are getting them. Entry level guys are getting into the sport with something cheaper, and then they're realizing they want it, and they're you know it's an upgrade. Um, and I think there'll always be upgrades uh, in the in the industry. Uh, what that limit is, I don't know. Hell, maybe uh, uh, Eric Jackson found the cap at eleven thousand dollars. Maybe that's he where damn sure found my cap. At $11, <laughs> maybe that's where all the anglers draw the line. Is uh, Drew's cap there, is but... free ninety nine. <laughs> You're getting closer. But, uh, You're getting closer to my cap. <laughs> you know, yeah, there there is. There's a fine line somewhere between uh, just too much, uh, but it just depends on what the technology is and what all you get. Uh, for your money and the way inflation's going, five thousand dollars ain't what it used to be. Uh, you but know, so Drew, I don't know. I don't know if if there is a market for it. There's a market for a two-headed dragon-shaped sex toy. Somebody's gonna make it. I, you're exactly right. <laughs> you're right. And if I, I could have seen Drew's not, face, man, he's not in my market. Not in my market. You done yeah. talked about butt ticklers and he did mention two that. He- two-headed dragon, something or another. Uh, I, dude, I don't hey, even want to hey, know if, what you and Michelle are. If into. I had a store, I would stop. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got him tore up on that one. <laughs> if there's a market for something, somebody's going to make it, and somebody's going to for buy sure. It. And that's right. Um, that's what that's what's great about um, you know. Yeah, I remember. I remember American when Hobie. Right? I remember when Hobie came out with that 360, and people were like, five thousand dollars. Like that's crazy. Like y'all aren't going to sell any. Like nobody's going to buy that and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, like the dealers out here. They can't keep them. They literally can't order enough. Like the Hobie sales reps have told the dealers, I know you want a hundred of them. We can only sell you 30 because we can't make them fast enough. It, uh, it helps when you, when you have, you know, somebody like Iconelli. It know, doesn't hurt. <laughs> launching, launching their kayak off of their boat trailer For into, sure, the, yeah. into the lake. Yeah. It doesn't I'm hurt. just wondering. I'm wondering what the cap is. Like, I'm wondering. I, there how, is. How, there probably is one. Yeah, I mean, because there's got to be a cap for the normal, normal folk uh, yeah. like us to, to be able to afford, you know, right. whatever the top of the line kayak is. So. Right. I if they made a PA, that is. If they made a PA out of carbon fiber, what would it cost? Oh my dollars $16,000 probably. That, yeah. Are you going to put a jet fighter seat in it? Or Guess what, man? Might as well. well. 
Might Guess well. what, dude? There, somebody out there would probably love to have a freaking PA made out of carbon fiber. Yeah, that they can that they can hold up with one hand. Like that. But you know, that's where uh, that's where a good marketing department would come in and say, "Well, how much is it going to cost, and how many are we going to sell?" And somebody yeah. would run the math on that. Uh, that that knows something. Hopefully, prior to doing it, <laughs> prior to going out and just trying to make it happen. Did you uh, see the guy that built his own PA, Hobie PA, out of wood? I did not see that. I've seen it. I, he's I've down. Seen he's down here. In, in, he's down here in Sabine. Oh mm-hmm. my god! He built his I, own Hobie PA out of wood. It's hey, got little hatches and hinges everything. and everything else. I bet there. it's. I bet it's heavy as shit. It is. It's actually super slick looking man yeah well yeah I mean, but the price of wood right now you could go buy a pa <laughs> no doubt well, what it costs. Uh, yeah <clears throat> the yeah. carbon fiber version <laughs> right there you go well jay we've been talking for you know a good hour and a half here yeah um yeah. i think we've i think we've gave people a solid foundation to start with if they're really thinking about you know i think so i mean kayak. we uh we name dropped all the big players, so you know mm-hmm. folks can go and, and investigate those. Like I said, you've got your your standard issue Minn Kotas and motor guides for traditional trolling motors. You've got your Torquedo is kind of the big name in the actual electric outboards, and then uh, you know Newport Vessels is kind of your new player. Uh, they've got a nice middle of the road motor. You got Bixby Jet. You got the Texas Power Paddle or whatever that thing's called. Uh, you know, there's a few different options out there, but uh, you know, we talked about some battery powering options that are out mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's a lot to take in. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and you know, I think it's uh, we we laid a good foundation for some folks to kind of start their research. Yeah, we did. And you mentioned that you were working with the battery company. Um, yeah. yeah. Here's a chance. You know, tell the people about your sponsors, who you work with. You know, a little where they can find you on social media if you want them yeah. to follow you on social media. Yeah, this for is, sure. I appreciate this that. is your time just to talk okay. about whatever you want to talk about and thank whoever you want to thank to, uh, well, to keep getting that, that discount or those free products. I appreciate that. Uh, well, you know, hey, a lot of these sponsors, man, they uh, they cut some checks, you know, and that 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 really allows me to travel the country and, and do my fishing and, you know, you discounts are good but man you can't put a bag of soft plastics in the gas tank you know there you go it's uh, a lot of these companies man they step up and really help out potential Uh, advertisers are you listening to him Uh, he said these sponsors cut some checks cut some checks to pay some bills just throwing that out there but go ahead (laughs) uh yeah no hobie uh obviously i've been uh sponsored by hobie for uh several years they really take good care of me my my sales rep, uh, they're actually out of Texas. Uh, Hobie and or uh, Cully and Esther with Hobie, they're phenomenal. They take they take really good care of me. Uh, NRS uh, Paddle Sports Supply uh, up there in Idaho, they they take good care of me too. Uh, I love their PFDs and a lot of their apparel, uh, and some of their footwear and stuff. Hold on, uh, you got to end with NRS. Yeah, we got some yeah. folks that need some. Boots. We need some boundary boots, man. Can <laughs> okay. you get some boundary boots down to I'll, Texas? We I'll need see what I can boots. do. I'll see what I can do. Hey, those have been hard to get, man. The they're You're telling uh, they're me su- their supply chain stuff's been a little messed up. So, uh, but yeah, I got to thank NRS. Those guys do a lot for me. Uh, Calco Fishing, uh, of course, Bio Power, uh, Shimano and G Loomis, uh, Sunlines Pro. 
uh, yeah, a lot of those guys, JB's Fish Sauce, uh, those guys take care of me, man. They and they have some great products. Like I don't, I don't use stuff just because somebody asked me to. I I use the stuff I like to use, whether I pay for it or not. Uh, but but those guys really step up and take care of me. So I, I really appreciate them. Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. Uh, it's real simple, just J Wallen Fishing. Uh, it's W A L L E N, like Morgan Wallen. You know, I'm really glad that Morgan Wallen's gotten famous because now maybe people pronounce my name right. Uh, hey, I, Chris said it right at the beginning. No, you guys nailed it. You guys nailed it. No problem. Yeah, but I, I've knew, got. Do most people try to say Waylon? Waylon, my whole life. Yeah. yeah, it's like there's no Y there, guys. Right, right, yeah. So you know, but uh, yeah, Jay Wallen fishing, and uh, I do want to uh, mention real quick. So I'm part of the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers. And we are actually right now running a charity event uh, for these recent storms. We had some devastating tornadoes in western Kentucky. I'm sure you guys have probably seen some of that on the news. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're running a uh, – it's a three-month-long tournament, January, February, and March. I know it's kind of middle of winter, but we wanted to get something up and going uh, for these guys. It's nationwide. Uh, you can find the tournament on Tourney X under the charity events uh, tab. And it just says like Kentucky, Western Kentucky Tornado Relief uh, Tournament, but 100% of the proceeds are going to go out there. Uh, my hope is to be able to cut them a $10,000 check at least. Uh, and I think we're really, really, really close to that. Uh, we're going to have a Hobie Outback to raffle off. I'll be getting some of the details out there on that. But uh, if you'll just follow Bluegrass Kayak Anglers on Facebook, all the information's right there. And you can find that tournament on Tourney X. It's a good cause, 40 bucks. Uh, we're, we, I've already got some awesome prizes to give out. Uh, probably going to have enough money to, to do a little payout uh, just to keep things interesting. But uh, we're trying to get as much money to these victims out here, these tornadoes. Um, it's devastating what it's done out there to that part of the state. And it's going to take years to recover from something like that. So uh, they're going to need our help uh, for a long time. So, Where can they find more information about that? Uh, so on the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers Facebook page, okay. uh, you can find all the information there. And then the actual tournament itself is on the tourneyx.com website under charity events. All right. Chris, you got anything else from my man, Jay? No, nah, man, this was one hell of a podcast, man. We did a good job here and it's good to have Jay, you know, join us and, and get us in the know on those, uh, electric motors, get out there and <laughs> Get going. Heard that. It's been a while since we've had a, a bass guy on. Um, well, I'm you excited. know, and you this know is what the first time because... I think we've had a bass guy on, and we horizontal rod holders was not mentioned by except for by me the whole the whole podcast. Anytime we have a bass guy on and we talk kayaks, it's somehow gets into they need horizontal rod holders on every. We single just kayak. don't know how to interact with the bass guys. It's like you know. <laughs> It's a different language. Will, and he doesn't know what to do with his hands. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Don't know what to do with it. Needs something to cup. <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here before, you know, Chris is rubbing off on Jay. Uh, we're getting out of here. Guys, we appreciate you listening again. You know, thanks for listening to the Paddler's Playbook live from the Bait Butler studio. Shout out to ACK Real Sportswear, Pure Fishing for sponsoring the show 
Um, I'm sure you guys heard earlier Chris talking about if you want to get in touch with us about sponsoring the show or becoming a partner for next year. Cutting that uh, off pretty soon, man. Yep, we're we're cutting it off. We're we're gonna we're gonna How about two um, more weeks, maybe two three more weeks. Yeah, so it'll only be this whenever this one airs and the next podcast airs after that, guys. We're we're cutting it off and we're locking down the sponsors for the show for 2022 season. Three of the show, Chris. Uh, are you ready for season three? Oh yeah, man. We got what? We got two more episodes here. Season two. Uh, we'll be in the sixties for season three, man. I'm excited. As long as they keep making these plastic boats, man, and as long as the you know I'm still allowed to get out there and act a fool on the water, we'll still be making these episodes. Man, as long as I still got good internet, we're, we'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, for Drew and Chris, we're out of here. See ya. See ya.